Welcome to another bonus short lecture from the History Teachers Talking Podcast, where Tom or I will lecture on big topics in little time. For more information, you can visit us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com or visit evergreenpodcast.com. It all started like a regular evening on February 6th, 1926, when a graveyard caretaker named Juan Amparan patrolled the grounds of the municipal cemetery in the town of Peral, Mexico. He walked between the graves, towards the one that he always visited every night, and then he discovered something that would shock the entire nation of Mexico. Grave of the famous general, hero of the Mexican Revolution, and one of the most controversial figures in Western history, Pancho Villa, had been desecrated. The scared caretaker approached the dug-up coffin cautiously. When he looked down, he realized that body was not just desecrated. The body was decapitated, and the head of Pancho Villa was missing. Pancho Villa, whose real name was Jose Arambula, was one of the most prominent and charismatic figures of the Mexican Revolution, a major social and political upheaval that took place from 1910 to 1920 in Mexico. Villa's life and exploits have become the stuff of legend in Mexican history. Pancho Villa was born on June 5th, 1878 in San Juan del Rio. He came from a poor peasant family and had a difficult childhood marked by poverty and limited education. His life took a drastic turn when he killed a wealthy landowner who had assaulted his sister. He then adopted an alias, Pancho Villa, and became a fugitive, eventually joining a group of bandits and rebels in a northern Mexican state. Pancho Villa became a prominent leader in the Mexican Revolution, which began in 1910 as a revolt against the authoritarian rule of Porfirio Diaz. Villa was known for his military prowess and his ability to command a loyal, formidable army of guerrilla fighters known as Dorados. By the time it was all said and done, Villa's forces controlled parts of northern Mexico while Zapata's influence extended into the south. However, Villa was not done. His actions and involvement in the revolution brought him into conflict with foreign powers, most notably the United States. In 1916, Villa and his troops conducted a raid on a town of Columbus, New Mexico, which prompted the United States military expedition into Mexico to pursue him. The expedition, led by General John J. Pershing, was ultimately unsuccessful in capturing Villa, who by then was a national hero. After the end of the Mexican Revolution in 1920, Villa retired from active politics and settled down. He was granted land as part of the post-revolutionary land reforms. However, his reform was short-lived as he was assassinated on July 20th, 1923, under mysterious circumstances. Pancho Villa, once a feared revolutionary leader and now retired from active politics, was living a relatively quiet life. As the sun set on July 20th, 1923, Pancho Villa and his entourage left his ranch in a convoy of cars to attend a meeting in town. Villa was traveling in a Dodge touring car, accompanied by a few of his loyal bodyguards. As the convoy approached a bend in a road, a group of armed men suddenly emerged, blocking their path. Shots rang out and chaos ensued as Villa's bodyguards scrambled to protect their leader. Villa's car was riddled with bullets, 40 to be precise. Pancho Villa's fate was sealed. He sustained fatal gunshot wounds during the confrontation, most in his chest. When he was already dead, one of the attackers walked up to him and, just to be sure, fired a bullet at point-blank range right into his forehead. 
Theo's body was discovered and then rushed to a hospital, even though very little could be done to save him. The era of the legendary Mexican revolutionary came to an end. Yet the mystery surrounding Villa, his death, and his body continues to stump historians to this day. The identity of Villa's assassins remains shrouded in mystery to this day. Some believe that political enemies, former associates, or even the Mexican government may have played a role in the assassination. Pancho Villa was an extremely controversial character a life full of admiration and criticism. Villa's revolutionary activities were often characterized by extreme violence and brutality. While he was fighting for the cause that aimed to address long-standing social and political injustices in Mexico, his methods were ruthless. Villa and his troops were responsible for numerous atrocities, including the killing of civilians, the looting of towns, and many cases of rape. The brutality tarnished his image and led to condemnation from many quarters. Throughout his reign, Villa was also known for his shifting alliances during the Mexican Revolution. He allied with various revolutionary factions at different times, but his alliances were often short-lived and marked by betrayal. His tendency to switch sides and engage in power struggles with other revolutionary leaders led to the accusation of opportunism. Furthermore, his attack on a U.S. town in 1916 strained relations between Mexico and the United States and further complicated Villa's reputation. There's no denying that Villa was originally a bandit and an outlaw before becoming a revolutionary leader. He engaged in activities such as the cattle rusting and robbing trains before the revolution. While his revolutionary actions were aimed at addressing social and economic inequalities, his criminal past was used by the detractors to paint him as an outlaw. Thus, when on February 6, 1926, Juan Amparan stood over the opened casket of Pancho Villa, he was not necessarily surprised at what he saw. He quickly looked around. None of the gates to the cemetery were damaged, yet a small wall surrounding the graveyard would not necessarily cause difficulty for anyone trying to get in. Amparan, in his statement, reported that Villa's body had been in the grave for three years, and nothing unusual ever happened. And so begins the legend of Pancho Villa's missing head. Local Mexican police initially suspected Salas Barraza, who, as one of the only known Villa assassins, was recently released from prison. Barraza's sister had once been kidnapped by Villa's army and left to die in the desert. The police watched the outlaw very closely day after day. But soon, they were quite sure that there was no way he was the perpetrator. While the investigation continued, the police was tipped off about a rumor that linked the governor of the area and a Mexican general with a secret society from a university in the United States which had offered a significant reward for the head of Pancho Villa. From that point forward, the focus on the investigation left Mexico and instead shifted to a local American who might have had the opportunity to steal the skull and bring it to the United States. The first suspect was an Iowa-born Swedish-American, Emil Louis Holmedal, who had joined the U.S. Army in search of Pancho Villa after the raid on Columbus, New Mexico in 1916. Found the Mexican Revolution, Holmedal returned to the area to hunt for rumored treasure that was buried by Villa somewhere in the Sierra Madre. After the grave desecration, Halmadal was quickly arrested and the belongings of his hotel room examined, but no decapitated head was found. Many to this day believe that because it took a couple days to arrest the man, he had ample time to dispose of Villa's head. During his arrest and questioning, American had a pretty solid alibi confirmed by many witnesses. Three decades later, an author of Pancho Villa's biography wrote about a meeting he had in a El Paso hotel in 1927 with Holmdahl. The two men hit it off as they drank night after night at the hotel bar. 
After a few days of drinking, Homadal invited the author back to his hotel room, where he showed him the head of Pancho Villa. He told him he was waiting for the big payout for the skull by a buyer in the United States. Of course, none of this was ever corroborated. The most prominent rumor that exists to this day is that the Skull and Bone Society, often referred to simply as Bones, the secret society at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, was the one to purchase V.S. Skull. Bones are one of the oldest and most famous secret societies in the United States. The legends surrounding Skull and Bones have led to various myths and rumors, including the idea that the society possesses a collection of famous skulls. However, it's essential to note that many details about the society's activities are shrouded in secrecy. And some of these legends are not only exaggerated, but simply unfounded. The Skull and Bones was founded in 1832 by William Huntington Russell and Alfonso Taft, who later became the father of President William Howard Taft. Each year, a select group of Yale University seniors are chosen to become members of the Skull and Bones. The society has a reputation for recruiting prominent and influential individuals, including politicians, business leaders, and other notable figures. The Skull and Bones has its headquarters in the windowless building on the Yale campus known as the Tomb. The building is off-limits to non-members, and its interior is set to contain various artifacts and memorabilia related to the society's history. One of the most persistent legends surrounding Skull and Bones is the idea that the society possesses a collection of famous skulls, including those of historical figures such as Geronimo and Pancho Villa. According to the legend, these skulls were stolen or acquired in questionable ways. However, there's little concrete evidence to support these claims, and they are often dismissed as urban legends. Countless books and articles have been written about Pancho Villa's stolen head. Nevertheless, the stories of Homdahl boasting about his crime were never proven true. He even admitted at one point to stealing Villa's skull, for which he received $25,000 from the skull and bones. Regardless, the legend persists, and perhaps we'll never know. Hope you guys enjoyed this short lecture. Tom and I will be back next week with a full episode. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.